Hi, and welcome to the Heart Leader Podcast, where heart and mind align. I am your host, Amber, and I am here with one of my very dear friends, Corey Heatherington. Now, I met Corey while I was studying for my master's in the area of quantum sciences of happiness and prosperity. Corey lives in Canada and actually came down into the local Phoenix area and took the time to reach out to me before we even started the program, just so he and I could connect. And it was a deep friendship from the moment we met each other because we both have this deep, deep desire to look into consciousness and investigate how consciousness unfolds, not only from a spiritual aspect, but from a scientific aspect, the quantum science nature of that and the materialistic and material sciences aspect of consciousness as well. So these conversations can get really deep, really fast, and we are so glad you're along and diving into this with us. So Corey, I can't thank you enough, my friend, for being here and being willing to have one of these transparent conversations during the month of transparency. Um, so first off, thank you for doing that. Yeah, thanks, Amber. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting to hear you introduce, I mean, the way you've introduced me, because I don't think of things that way. I think of it's just me and this is how I engage in life. And uh, so you, you, you've definitely made me a little bit of more aware of how I engage in life and how um, definitely how other people receive me. Right. For sure. I, 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 I just think this is me showing up and and I can see me showing up would be um, could be confusing to a lot of people and maybe even overwhelming based on the topic of discussion. Um, yeah. I found it amazing and refreshing agreed and and these are the conversations i like to have I, I i don't like to socialize much anymore because i can't um i'm not interested in the topic of conversation most of the time so you know it's 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 tricky to navigate sometimes i mean i definitely like being with people and being around people but um sometimes it's best for just me to sit back and observe and just be present right and and then if the conversation goes in a way I like, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely much more interesting. Yeah. And it is interesting to hear you say that because from our very first conversation, like we met at a coffee shop because you had no idea who I was. I had no idea who you were. We both had respective people going, why are you meeting a stranger at a coffee shop just because they're in the same <laughs> program that you're in? But that's the whole point of consciousness studies, right? Is you have to honor the feeling that is there, that we are all connected and all integrated through this energy that pulses through the universe. And if you feel this bond or this connection, then to honor that and to I mean, what's going to happen in a coffee shop? We were in a public place. So get together, have a conversation and see where it goes. And the moment we sat down, it wasn't like, so what do you think of the weather in Arizona? It was, 
So what made you desire to understand how quantum science can connect with spirituality and the depths of consciousness as far as the universe is concerned? And bam, we were off and running. Right, exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, like I, I agree with you, it confuses the people around us, right? They're, they're, they're in a mindset that like, what's going on here? But for me, I was dying, like, and, and maybe even literally dying inside to be able to connect with you. And, that, and, and I can say that that way now, because I didn't know that at the time, but it was there, you know, it, it, was, it was always there. It was always there. And so, you know, and, and maybe even in hindsight now, those, th those people around us are like, yeah, it makes sense. But, but at the time, for sure, no. But for me, yeah, it's, this is what I've been dying to do, you know, <laughs> for a long time, probably 20 or 30 years is as you explore this stuff and kick tires at it. And, and you, you know, for me, there was just a strong desire to, to talk with some like-minded people or people that have similar interests, right? And and so grateful and honored to uh, to have you be that first point of contact. This episode of the Heart Leader Podcast was brought to you by Stephen Douglas. Stephen Douglas is one of the nation's leading boutique search and interim resources firms and has been recognized as a leader in identifying and providing access to top talent for clients since 1984. Whether it's a company preparing to go to the next level or a candidate looking for better opportunities, Stephen Douglas keeps the focus on the needs of the people they serve. They specialize in connecting the right talent to a company's needs while also understanding what the market demands. To learn more about this amazing organization, visit them at stephendouglas.com. Likewise. Now, you didn't come from a background that was focused on anything that had anything to do with quantum science really, or consciousness endeavors. So how did you get involved in a program like we were involved in? One that would lead us to India and studying under Dr. Amit Goswami and really exploring things that were, were new, at least in, your vocabulary and where you were headed what even got you to that point as someone who was exploring yeah good question um i think you're right so background you know i i, I took mechanical engineering um in university i liked how things worked I, I i you know i was hook line and sinker into a materialist world right um being the only thing that matters is matter, not like consumerism, materialism. So maybe just kind of distinguish between those two and how I use the word material um, is not really consumerism. It's it's that the only thing that matters is matter. And so um, when I was hook, line and sinker in that world, I mean, I mean, even to a certain degree, uh, my dad had this license plate that said, he who dies with the most toys wins, right? So, you know, this is how... I, I engage in life. This is how I come to come of age. And I'm like, okay, so how do I make sure I die with the most toys kind of thing? And, and how do I maximize my life experience in this physical domain, which is the only thing I thought existed? You know, I, 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 I you know, yeah, the only thing that existed was the physical realm for a very long time. Now, there was 
you know, intuitive moments from time to time that uh, even when I finished university, I thought, okay, we've got a good handle on matter. Like as a society, we really understand matter. Um, you know, we send people to the moon or Mars or whatever we do or probes. Um, um, but what about energy? And, and that equation E equals MC squared, right? Like what about energy? Where, where is our understanding of energy in that equation? And um, I, I, I probably got some answers at the time, you know, I'm, you know, mid twenties. I didn't probably pay enough attention to the answers at the time. I remember watching the show, What the Bleep Do We Know? Which is where I was first introduced to uh, Amit and, those, and, and the ideas around it. Um, I thought it was cool. Um, didn't know how that would relate to me and my life on a daily basis. So, you know, it was kind of entertainment at the time. And then, um, you know, 20 years later, 15 years later, a, a friend of mine, um, yeah, kind of tragic too. So a, a friend of mine passed away, um, actually, uh, actually committed suicide, um, um, yeah, he, uh, transparency. Yes. That's is our the theme. theme. That's our theme. <laughs> um, okay. Well, he, 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 he shot his head off with a shotgun. So the transparency is a theme. I mean, this is not something you normally say in our world. This is where you say he committed suicide and move on. But, um, you know, definitely a very aggressive form of transitioning or ending, um, you know, a human experience that he couldn't figure out. Um, so his partner at the time recommended I read Joe Dispenza's book, uh, Becoming Supernatural. And so, um, so I read it and, uh, and then got reacquainted with, you know, um, I use the word esoteric knowledge. Um, I, I think it, to me, points in the best direction. Um, I don't know that metaphysics covers it. I don't know that Indian spirituality or quantum physics, like, it, it, to me, it's all esoteric. It, it requires a certain propensity um, and a certain curiosity to really explore in this realm. Um, and, and so, yeah. Um, and then paying attention to Amit, got some information about the school that they were starting and said, hey, um, <laughs> okay, again, transparency. Um, so it was shortly after my friend and, and uh, you know, finances um, were tighter in our family at the time. And, and I did tell my wife, I said, I need to take this course. I need to do it because I don't want to end up like Paul, you know? And um, so that's how I kind of got approval to do it. And, um, you know, fortunately finances have now worked out, but at, at the time it was a very tough decision to, uh, to commit financially to something that you really couldn't afford. But uh, the alternative in terms of potentiality wasn't that attractive. <laughs> yeah. And that's a transparent discussion with your wife, right? It's like here, this is where I'm at. And this is an avenue that 
I really desire to explore because it's part of my authentic self, even if I don't understand it. Right. Very well said. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I have to walk this road. So can yep. you walk it with me? Yep. Exactly. Yep. And that's a scary thing to do. I mean, I know I lost a lot of people in my life when I started saying, okay, I know this is part of who I am. It's my authentic self. And I hid it away in a cupboard for a very long time in order to make everyone else happy. But part of transparency is having those conversations to say, okay, I can't hide anymore. And so I have to do what feels true and authentic for me. I'm not going to force you to go with me, but can you? Right, right. And not necessarily, you know, ride in the car with me, but allow me to take the car and go and be supportive in that way, right? Like it's, you know, at the same time, I, you know, my, my wife and I have a pretty good relationship in talking about these things. Like it took me a while to figure out that we're potentially on different paths and what's meaningful to me might not be meaningful to her and vice versa. Um, and so, you know, I think over the last little bit, we've really figured out how to support each other on our paths without having to be in the passenger seat on the way. Yeah. Yeah. And those conversations couldn't have been easy all the time. No, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things. It, 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 it's a character defect or flaw or shortcoming with me is that I think everybody's like me. I think everybody's like me. Everybody grows up with mountains on the West. Everybody, you know, wants to have these kind of conversations. And so, you know, of course, my partner that's closest to me, well, is going to be the most like me. So, of course, when she's showing signs of that, I got to, you know, maneuver and manipulate and fit her into that me box. So <laughs> I think that's most people, though. Our little ego gets in there and it's like, OK, you're a clone of me right now. Come on. <laughs> Right. I don't know why we do it. I really don't. But now it's clear that what you know we don't know why we do it. But at the time, you, you, we're really stuck in that. It, it seems that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So when you signed up for the program mm -hmm. and you really started this deep dive journey into because when I met you, it was really still very into that material sciences aspect open to the potentiality of more and hopeful because you could feel it you knew it but you had so much programming from the material sciences side that what really were you hoping to gain from this exploration because i feel like so many people are where you started that it would lend so much insight for somebody who's standing on that cusp of but I know the material, I can hold the material, I can understand an evolution aspect of things. I don't understand this consciousness that I can't hold or grasp. And you've navigated through a lot of that. So if you could kind of explain that in a way that maybe somebody who's walking a similar path could gain insight. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I had no idea what I was getting into. So, so, so that's the funny thing. I mean, I think we, I, and I, I imagine others, but definitely I, I thought, um, 
I thought I need to know what I'm getting into before I get into it, right? You know, you got this vision, you got, and 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 in that vision, you can, you know, um, map out a path, and you can, you know, take the steps along that path, and then you can achieve anything you want to achieve, right? This one, I had no idea, absolutely no idea. I just knew that that vision and that path planning and stuff wasn't working for me anymore and even knew that to a certain degree it wasn't working as well as I had hoped it would right I mean I I, I, I bought into you know the um get married have kids have a white picket fence live the American or the Canadian dream or the western culture dream right and, and if I do all those things and check all those boxes my life would be fantastic well it wasn't it wasn't at all. It wasn't even close to being fantastic. And so, you know, to a certain degree, it's it's a fact that it's something else. It's something different. Um, and maybe there's something there. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, I, I, I just, there was an intuitive understanding too, that I know life, life is better than this for me, right? Like trees, animals, plants, nature have this wonderful ability to just be and flourish in this world. Why can't I? So this offered an alternative path, an alternative approach. And, um, and so I signed up, um, I was excited. There was a couple key things along the way that helped me um, get all in. Instead of just dipping the toe in, you know, I had to jump in eventually, right? Um, and and I and I remember you just I think even even the first class and it was quantum worldview and 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 then we talked about the domain of potentiality, domain of actuality, or consciousness, or uh, the quantum field or whatever it was right and it's like so there's two domains of reality okay maybe maybe there is right maybe there is another domain of reality other than the physical domain well, i don't really know what that is but i'm going to be open to the idea that there's another domain and geez that's giving me goosebumps right now um, but that's that's a huge leap, I think, for most of us that have grown up in a world that the only thing that matters is matter. Um, and so then the next time was writing um, writing the term paper on uh, reincarnation. And <sighs> tough, tough paper for me to write. I, you know, I had been going along and, and, and willing to consider that these other things were possible. But when it came to reincarnation, that that hits close to home. It's not just a the theory out there, because if that theory is real, that impacts me now. That now becomes an internal experience for me. And um, it, it, I, I would try to write the paper and I couldn't do it. I'm like, oh, I can't do it. I just, you know, I, I needed to I, I needed to be in. I needed to be in mentally. I needed to. And again, I tried to write, I couldn't do it. And then, you know, sharing with people, um, people in the class, probably sharing with you. I mean, I'm still a little hazy on some of those early days on, on, on how I got some clarity, but it was like, you know what, if I, 
I believe the world is round. And, and I know I've heard way back when people thought it was flat. And then Galileo and some people put together some evidence that said, hey, no, actually, this evidence suggests the world's round. And so I'm pretty sure if I was back then, I would have been one of the people that looked at the evidence and would have said the world's round. Even though 90% or 95, 90, whatever it is, even though the majority would have said it's flat, but said, look at this evidence. It's round. It's got to be round. There's too much evidence to suggest otherwise. And so you go through this reincarnation paper. And one of the questions is, what are this? What is the scientific evidence that proves the existence of reincarnation? And there's like seven points. And it's like, how, how can I not agree with this? How can I not? There is compelling evidence to support this. So I need to support this and I need to move on. And so I wrote the paper and, you know, just been exploring ever since with both feet in the deep end. Yes. Well, not even <laughs> both feet, like whole body for the most part. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Every now and then you'll bob up and go, wait a second, I'm a little yeah. too far under. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that for me has been incredibly exciting to observe is you took your time. You didn't dip a toe, but you did wade in to like waist deep. Okay. <laughs> and you're like, let me make sure. Yeah, <laughs> let me yeah. just make sure that I have my footing here before I go all in. But once you were in, you're like, okay, there is enough scientific evidence around these subjects. And it isn't an or science or religion or spirituality. It's an and. Yes. And we dive into that on a regular basis because it's often, is it this or this? And it's like, no, almost always, almost <laughs> always it's and. Yep. Because yep. that's the point of the realm of potentiality. It's infinite. And so all of those potentials exist simultaneously. And since we, there are so many of us here on this planet, we're literally pulling down all of the options in some fashion or some way. So generally there's an and, because one of us might pull down one, one of us might pull down the other. And so now both are existing simultaneously, even in the material world. Yes. And so it's yes. an and. Yes, yes. I, I always use the word both. You know, because yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's always, you want A or B. I want both, you know, yeah. <laughs> for the longest time, I've always wanted both. I didn't want to have to choose between one or the other, which is, is interesting, you know, <laughs> yeah. like that's part of that intuitive understanding, those signposts. And that's what I start realizing as I go is there's hundreds of signposts throughout my life that showed me I was on the right path. You know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And both, whatever word you want to use. And, you know, it, it, what comes to mind is, you know, you talk about the amount of people on this planet, let alone maybe life in the universe. But let's start with this planet, 7.5 billion people. I mean, I, I feel like nowadays, it seems like everybody wants all humans to have one experience that everybody can get on board with and get behind. And it's like, why would you query 7.5 billion people to all have one single experience? Why would you? How boring would it be if we right? did? Like, what's the point? It, especially when you start to better understand the nature of consciousness. And, 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 and its purposive 
evolution, it's it's it, it, its purpose for existing, its purpose for creating, right? Like, there's no way it wants one single experience with the diversity that we see out there, right? So, how would you define consciousness from what you've gained through? all the studies. And I know we were founded in what was being brought forward through the program we studied, but we've also done a lot of studies outside of it. And we're constantly mm -hmm. sharing things back and forth with each other. So with all that you've kind of stepped out of side of your box and have now studied, what would your definition of consciousness be for you? Well, it's still... I'm, I'm, I'm more likely to parrot some things that point me in a, in a direction, right? Because um, I don't know that I know what my definition of consciousness is. And in our conversation, I suspect I already do because you wouldn't ask me that if I didn't know and I just haven't been able to formulate the words and haven't written, written it down. So, um, but I think, you know, and, and, and I'm aware that we're in a podcast as well. And so I, I want to put a differentiating factor in here too, that I used to think consciousness was an epiphenomenon of the brain. So that it was something that matter in my brain, my brain cells, my uh, neurocircuitry, the brain, everything that happens in the brain, all of a sudden creates what we've called consciousness. And now there's this entity of consciousness that identifies as Corey, right? Um, and so now with Goswami's school of thought, he says consciousness is the ground of all being. Well, okay, great. Um, what does that mean? Um, well, it means that everything's created from consciousness. Everything's created from consciousness. Matter comes from consciousness. Um, so that's an aspect of consciousness. Um, consciousness is also created other levels of existence besides material. Um, and so in our QAV program, we talk about five levels of, um, of experience, I guess, is probably the right word. And we all have thoughts, right? We all have feelings. We all have some sort of intuition and we all have a physical body. And then we talk about bliss as being the fifth. Um, but all of those are ways that consciousness can experience reality. Um, now, then there is the aspect of my brain and what does my brain do with consciousness? Um, I think my brain filters a version of consciousness that I identify with as Corey. And so it takes that infinite um, unbounded phenomenon I, I i don't know you know like that's what was before the big bang i don't know right like it's a, i don't know what word i i don't have good words to describe that um but it takes that infinite potential and it filters 
um, filters it in a way that I can have an effective human experience in this lifetime. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And what I think is awesome about that is everyone's going to have their own definition for what consciousness is for them. Because I hear so many people talk about consciousness as a collapse in the brain. But for me and my experience, consciousness doesn't even collapse in my brain. It collapses in my heart. And right. then filters to my brain. Uh, right. And sometimes it even collapses in my gut. Right. And so I have three points of where I mentally and physically feel consciousness collapse in my right. brain sometimes, in my heart most of the time, and in my gut sometimes. Yep. 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 And I like the way you say that. That's, that's the way you experience consciousness as Amber. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that's, that's the transparent conversations that I feel and the depth of conversations that I feel once you start exploring your consciousness and I start exploring my consciousness and we do it together and we start yep. sharing it and we do it without the need to enforce ego you should experience your consciousness the way that i experience my consciousness no and i'm right so uh. shoehorn it in there buddy because if you don't then but that's if we have infinite possibilities in the realm of potentiality there is no right so i may have chosen to collapse my consciousness differently than you chose to collapse yours so we're both right so it's both or and <laughs> And yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yes, yes. Then I get people who are like, well, then I just was Alice and I went down the rabbit hole and I don't know where the frick I am anymore. <laughs> Perfect. But that's, well, yes. I think so. But that's the world we live in right now too. Uh, if you yeah. took many people from like a hundred years ago and you drop them into our current world, they would feel like Alice who went down the rabbit hole and ended up in Wonderland because they would look at our current world and they wouldn't be able to relate. Right. And I missed that piece because you cut out on me. Oh, no. I know. And so I'm playing with my little internet right now and I got full bars. I'm on Wi-Fi. Are you okay for signal? I am. Okay. Can you say that again, please? I was saying that for many people, our conversation would be like Alice in Wonderland having gone down the rabbit hole. But it's also, if you look in history at somebody from a hundred years ago and you drop them into our current mental framework and how we're navigating, they would feel like they're Alice in Wonderland because our mental models, our psychology, psych psychiatry, all of that mental framework is so different, just not even the technology, but just the mental models that we utilize are so different that it would be very similar. So this is just how we're evolving in our own mental models. Where do we go to next? What do we explore? And how do we explore it individually and together? That's all we're asking to get to the next level. 
or what we would in quantum science call the quantum leap, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I don't know, I think this is an important topic because like even when you were talking earlier about the 7.5 billion people, right? Like there is so many people that want to know the truth. The tr- what is the truth? Like, there's only got to be one truth, and and there kind of sort of is, but that's not what they mean when they say I want to know the truth. They're not talking about the truth, even though they kind of think they are. And 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 so the truth is everything's relative, right? Like it is absolutely relative, and the way we experience life, the way we experience consciousness is very unique to the individual. I mean, there is obviously a lot of overlap as human beings. We, you know, we all need some food at some time, it seems. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's probably that last 20, 30% of experience that's very unique to each individual. And I, I would you know, I, well, for me, a, a big part of my life nowadays is trying to support every individual in that aspect, you know, supporting myself in that aspect, supporting myself in my uniqueness in the way that I look at the world, right? And and, and the way you look at the world, the way my wife looks at the world, the way um, people that I disagree with look at the world. Like, how do I help you get more confident in your perspective, in your understanding, the way you exist, whether I agree with it or not, doesn't matter. The most important thing for me is to help you be confident in you being you. Yeah. And I know we talked a little bit about how important, since our focus is transparency this month, how important transparency in those conversations really is and plays a part. Because if somebody isn't transparent with you and shows you what they truly desire, then you can't help empower them. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. And vice versa. You know, I need to take the risk of being transparent. I need to take the risk that somebody I'm engaging with doesn't think the same way and absolutely disagrees with me and doesn't want to have anything to do with me anymore. And that's okay. You know, but, but I, I, you know, I would have that the word that comes to mind is natural selection. The more honest and truthful I am, the more honest and truthful we are, the more natural selection happens and the right people are coming in at the right time. So how did you navigate through the just normal fear or resistance that arises when you started having these authentic and transparent conversations? I'm wondering if how much, I don't know how much fear played a factor. I think the fear of the alternative of continuing to betray myself, because that is a word mm-hmm. that, that, that I do use often is um, to some degree at every point in my life prior to the last three years, I betrayed myself to a certain degree. And that betrayal was... Um, definitely not allowing me to thrive in my life, in my life experience. Sure, I had a pretty good life, but, um, you know, the the thriving, the 
waking up every day, just being happy to be alive was not there, you know? And so the alternative, you know, to, to, to um, not being transparent and not being truthful means that I would continue to live that way. And I didn't want to live that way anymore. So I don't know that fear was a factor. Um, uh, I think I, I, I just continue to take shots with people. Um, yeah, I'm a good Canadian kid that played a lot of hockey growing up and you can't score goals without taking shots. So you take shots and, and, and see how they go. And some go in and some don't. And um, I, I think that's the best way to say it. Um, Did you have to adapt your communication style at all? Of course you know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just giving you a very, shot. <laughs> I know, I know. It's beautiful. Thank you. No, you're, you're, you, you are absolutely correct. And I think that's you've helped me appreciate that again, I think I'm just engaging in life and you've mentioned a few times that, well, I can tell how you're changing. You know, I can tell how you express yourself. Um, and a lot, uh, yes, huge. Um, it's giving me goosebumps to talk to you about that right now. So for sure. And the other thing that comes to mind is the, the throat chakra, right? And, and yeah, personal self-expression was, definitely not part of my life not a lot of use of eye language even though I know what it is and even then I could pretend to use eye language because I can force that and make it work but not really truly own it in my being I'm using eye language because that's what I'm supposed to do not because I'm really owning it right so yeah for sure and then um I guess being much more aware of how I'm received um, or how that communication or that expression is received, um, and, 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 and adjusting accordingly, you know, um, a, a lot of times, um, I think what I have to say is brilliant and insightful and, you know, I can't wait to share it, but I can now read in the conversation that there's no opening. And if I do, it's just going to force it. Like I'm just forcing my will onto this situation and, and uh, that's really not acceptable, like in, on so many levels, right? Um, it's just not acceptable to me inside. So it's, it, it's almost like I have fun with that now too. It's like, oh, I have this brilliant point to add, but clearly no one wants to hear it. Okay. <laughs> you can always call me. Right. And, and <laughs> you know, I do. I'll text you from time to time and, and blast you with a bunch of new insights and ideas. Yeah. <laughs> And I love it. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's an attitude about the communication, right? Like there's mechanics around it that anybody can do and mimic, but, but there's definitely an attitude change about, about how I express and, and navigate. Yeah. And a lot of that is conscious awareness of self, which does again, go into consciousness. Right. It's an exploration of consciousness and a willingness to be transparent with ourselves. Because we always right. think about transparency as an external move, but it's not half the time the hardest person to be transparent with is yourself. Agreed. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I just even want to add to that now. The one thing that helped with that too is a lot more journaling. 
a lot more practical, meaningful journaling. So instead of having that challenging conversation with the other, whoever that other may be, it was a journal entry, you know, and that's where that conversation has. And that's where those insights come. And that's when I got to know myself a lot better, (laughs) way better. And, you know, things that I had been taught was kind of unacceptable to be that way. Like I, I, I still feel like a, as I grew up, you know, my parents were great, did the best they could, but I, I still feel like I had to earn a lot of love. So I had to, you know, be a certain way. And so as I'm learning more about myself, it's like, you know what? No, I actually am like that. I, I, I'm, you know, I did the dishes and cleaned up growing up so that I could get the attaboys, not because I wanted to, you know, and now I still do it because I want to, but there's just those subtle changes that, 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 that I got to better own exactly who I am, you know? Um, Yeah. And journaling for me, it just gives me a chance to write it out before I speak it out. So I can get my thoughts clear too, or even how I feel, because sometimes it all just comes so fast and at once. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. it just is like whoa what is what is this human thing where did it all come from <laughs> and you would mention that early on or you, you, you know you'd have an experience and it'd be like hey what do you think of that and you'd be like well, i need some time to process and i'd be like what yeah. Who, you know now i get it yes and sometimes it's two or three days later before um you understand why that experience was meaningful to you And that's okay, because we have been so programmed in many ways to instantly react or even respond. And, you know, I personally, from this aspect of my consciousness, I'm unable to do that. Right. And that's where I'm always transparent. It's like, I got to give me a little bit of time with it. (laughs) I don't move that quickly. If you want an authentic response from me, allow me to process it. Right. And so I thank you very much for, I know it was weird in the beginning and you're like, what? Uh, But you allowed it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I trusted you that you knew you. Right. And, 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 you know, even probably at that early stage, I'd wanted to honor the fact that you knew you, you know, and I would have to say I've, it's very rare that you meet people that know people that know who they are, you know, and, and maybe that's part of that expression again, because now you're speaking from your own truth that when you're engaging with others, they know right away. Like, so I know it, it, you don't need to explain, you don't need anything. You just needed to say, Hey, I need time to process. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That sort of, I mean, I don't know what you mean, but I know you need support for that. That's it. But I will call out a little bit in full transparency. When we first started our really close connected friendship now, but at the time you expressed to me and I loved it and appreciated you for it, but you were like, I don't know how to read you at times. Mm. It feels disconnected or not authentic. Right. And I, I honored that. But part of that was just because our energy hadn't synced up yet in many ways, right? Yes. It wasn't that I wasn't being authentic. It's that my way was just very different than your way. And we weren't able to 
really see each other where we were. Agreed. Um, but I will own the fact that my way of connecting was highly culturally conditioned at the time as well. So I'm expecting you to engage with me the way I'm engaging with you and the way that I've engaged with others and had connections with others, right? Um, and yeah, when you didn't fit that mold, it was definitely confusing for me. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. when I didn't change, <laughs> it was amazing because you didn't just write me off. Mm, okay. Okay. <laughs> you were like, okay, let me seek more to understand. Okay. I, I, I'm agreeing with you. I mean, I, I don't know how conscious I was of this. Um, yeah. I, I, th th these are things, you know, we've talked about consciousness, but we didn't talk about awareness. And so we're, th these are things that I feel you know much more about my consciousness than I do. I am not aware of what you know about my consciousness. And so I do feel like I just fumble around a lot. Um, and you seem to know what's going on better than I do. <laughs> I just have more practice. I'll say that. that. Yeah, and that totally makes sense. As I get more practice, I, I get better, right? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for, for people that are new to this or whatever, like it's like anything else you do, if you practice it, you, you figure it out. You just have to put in the time. You have to practice. And that does bring the awareness, right? Yeah, yeah, totally does. Yep, yep. But you yeah. hesitated to ask me questions. If something seemed or felt disconnected to you, you would call it out. You would tell me how you felt. You would say, that doesn't seem like a connected response. And here to me is why. And then yep. that gave me the opportunity. I don't feel like I ever responded emotionally because I knew it was just that we were not synced up yet. So then mm -hmm. I could respond. Well, this is why, and this is how it feels or seems from my side and then we would have a deep conversation right we wouldn't have had that if you weren't transparent from your side and i wasn't transparent from my side and then we had the deep discussion that elevated both of our awareness from where we were coming from uh, yes that's all i want to say is yes that makes total sense to me <laughs> and that's what friendships can be built on Instead of going and telling another person how you felt about the other person, and then friendships break down or relationships break down, we have the opportunity to gather our thoughts, gather our feelings, communicate them transparently to each other in a kind and loving way, and then talk through them so that we can get on the same page. Because generally, it's just a misalignment of awareness, knowledge, or energy. Yep. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reminiscing a bit while we're talking and just, you know, childhood friendships and relationships too. I didn't have as much personal and cultural conditioning at that time. So those flowed well, right. Um, and then now there is, there's a lot of stuff in the way of connecting. Um, 
I mean, I think with us, even personally, there was a lot of stuff that helped us connect as well. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's trickier to navigate uh, as you get older for me, for friendships or, or was now it's, it's, it's becoming a lot easier again, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. So as we prepare to wrap up, since you talked about you when you were younger, I know okay. time flies, huh? Yeah, exactly. I know. I'm like, okay, now I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> um, Which I think it always does with us. Uh, if yeah. I do remember correctly, anytime we hang out, I'm always baffled with the, with yes. the time displacement or whatever. Yeah. It's like, wait, it wasn't an hour. That was 10 minutes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you could go back and tell your younger self, your teenage self, your, just your younger self, anything, any advice, what would it be? Do you have any advice you'd give yourself? Dude, it's interesting you ask that because I've often wondered what I would tell my, you know, younger self. And, um, the truth is, I don't know. It changes all the time. Because um, sometimes I think there, there would be advice that I could give it that would make life easier. But I don't really know if that would make life easier. Like knowing what I know now, I, I, I really don't know. Like, I, I don't know how. Like, I, 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 I honestly can't give anybody advice, right? Like, it's the, the advice is just be yourself and do what you're compelled to do, do what makes sense, or do the best, what interests you at the time and go that way. And, and, and I did that. So, so why would I tell myself to do something different? I, I mean, if I did some things differently, I think there would be a lot less suffering. Um, but, I don't know that for sure. Maybe there would have been more. Like, <laughs> like, you know, like at, at times, and, 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 you know, I shared an exercise with you a little while back too. And I was like, you know, like a lot of my childhood experiences, I would suggest um, led to uh, a contraction of consciousness in my personal experience. And, and now, you know, over the last um, five or 10 years, more so recently, um, I'm able to consciously engage in life to where I'm expanding that experience of consciousness. Um, so reincarnation philosophy, why did I sign up for the parents I signed up for, for the body I signed up for, the genetics I signed up for? Why did I do that? And, 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 and there must have been a reason for it. There must be a reason for it. And eventually, I'm pretty sure I will have a much better idea of what that reasoning is. Um, so I don't know that there's anything I could tell my younger self that would actually benefit, um, be beneficial. I love that answer. Every step led you to exactly where you are now. Right? 
you know, and, 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 and honestly, right now in this moment with you and, and, and sensing a little bit of a heart connection, um, which, you know, I've struggled with. So I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that I'm noticing it. <laughs> You're probably <I'm>... not. <laughs> <laughs> but like this, you know, there isn't a better place to be than right here, right now. Um, for so many reasons, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's always wondering. I, I mean, I think I read something last day or two. It's like... Uh, something about not where you're not happy where you are or something or where would you want to be and it's like I, I you know I don't know I don't know like I I guess I feel a little bit of discomfort um a little bit still like I don't belong um but I'm I have no idea where I'd rather be so that's what's interesting and that discomfort or lack of belonging to me just now indicates that I have a little more healing to do. Um, and whatever that means, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Healing on a physical level, mental level, emotional level, like it's, you know, we talk or you've talked a lot and I agree with about the alignment, right? I need alignment, um, you know, within my five bodies. And, and then I'm pretty sure that discomfort or whatever it is that, you know, I want to get away from goes away. Yeah. But that's the beauty of being willing to sit in the question. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. So even if the answer is, I wouldn't say anything to my younger self, for those who would say something to the, their younger self, well, why? Why is that something, the advice you would give? Is it still relevant to now? Have you carried that forward? There are so many simple questions that bring up so much for us. And it's the willingness to, again, be vulnerable and transparent and allow it to invoke that so that we can examine it and get that awareness that we're talking about. Yep. Do you know what I would do? I would show up and just give it unconditional love. That's it. That is it. Like, and I and, and I don't believe there's anything else anybody could do. Like, like there's nothing more powerful than showing up and giving it unconditional love, whatever it is. And in this case, it's my younger self. And everything will be fine. Everything. And I would say that's the greatest gift you could give not only yourself, but the entire universe. I know you know what I meant. <laughs> yes, I do. I know exactly. I know you know. And I'm even wondering if you planted that seed or did it come on its own? But um, definitely a very powerful energy in the in the heart chakra there and it just yeah yeah nothing nothing you can say would do it but showing up and giving love that's what makes you a heart leader my friend yes yes it does <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Well, that's all the time we have. Thank you for being here, for sharing so honestly and inspiring others, myself included. It's not an easy journey. Fair, right? Fair. And and thank you for that. I mean, I, I feel like it's just part of the path and, 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 and I do it and I show up, but um, no, I, I will take that and, and appreciate it and um, say thank you and thanks for having me and, and allowing me to share. Yeah, of course. And thanks to all of you for tuning in to this episode of the Heart Leader Podcast, where heart and mind align. And seeing my dear friend, Corey, as he shared his story and his journey. If you have any questions for Corey, you can send them to us here at info at and we will get them over to him. He, like many of us, are navigating this journey of life and exploring what's going on internally, as well as what we're going through within the world just every day. So the more we share with each other and we gain insights and tips and tools, the more we can uplift our community as a whole. This is also why we have the Heart Leader Toolbox and tools contained within it for free. So if you haven't signed up, you can do that completely free on the website at suivera.org. And this month we have the Transparency Toolkit, which can help you connect with that level of transparency through everything, including conversation and journaling. So take a moment and click and get your copy. Until next time, I look forward to seeing you in the Suivera community. You've been listening to the Heart Leader Podcast with your host, Amber, where heart and mind align. Tune in weekly as we take a deeper dive into what it means to be a heart leader. Ready to take the next step? Join us and over 1 million people worldwide who've united in creating this global movement of love. Become a heart leader for today and tomorrow. Learn more and connect with us at suivera.org.